Okay. Praise God. So we want to have a simple discussion this morning. And I have titled it, uh, Attitude is Altitude. Your attitude can be what will take you to your altitude in life. I have uh, um, a diagram. I want uh, the, yeah. Thank you. Are you you're looking at that? I will just read it together. Number one says, watch your thoughts. They lead to what? Okay. Watch your attitude. They lead to what? All right. Watch your words. They lead to? All right. Okay. When you watch your action, what do they lead to? They lead to habits. And when you watch your habits, they want? Ah. So when you watch your character, what do they become? They determine your destiny. Thank you so much. So that is a simple progression that everything you are doing are connected in life. Just from a simple attitude, you can change a destiny. So the possibility of saying that this is my destiny sometimes is with a clause. Can destinies change? The answer is yes. It all depends on what you are thinking. It all depends on what is your basics of acceptance. It all depends on how you are seeing life. In the book of uh, Genesis, we learned about Joseph. Joseph was a dreamer. And in, in the family of uh, 12 sons. And um, the dream was so powerful that he continued to reveal himself to the, to the brothers and to the family. Along the line, his purpose was to see those dreams fulfilled. Right? But he didn't know how they are going to come by. He didn't know how they are going to be fulfilled. He was never aware that he had a near-death experiences. Though he has a good dream, right? Yeah. He had all, he can see, he can see, he can see everything that is on the top. But here we are. They debated on how to kill him and he was hearing them. Can you see somebody seeing death before he came to take him? He was already dead even before they came to him. But then, in the midst of it, they threw him into a, a dry pit. They almost forgot him there. Along the line, they repented. They sold him like chicken. They sold him. His life was like nothing. 
they exchanged him for money. So he was like not a woman being at all. A near-death experience. And even in the land where he went, the woman lied against him. They put him into prison. He spent time in prison. Innocency. He was innocent. <laughs> but all through, God was it him. So at the end of it, when you are looking at the life of Joseph as a prime minister, and somebody is envying him, without knowing all the trials he has gone through, you will think life is so sweet. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But you will see a kind of attitude in him. He was positive all through. He wasn't seeing the conditions. He wasn't seeing the experience as something that could kept him there. Even as he was falling, he was turning on his back and looking up. He believed that God would get him to where he needed to be. That is how, as Christians, do we ever think Joseph prayed? Did prayer work for Joseph? Even with prayers, that doesn't change the mind of God concerning his life. But God gave him the understanding to remain calm in those situations. God gave him understanding to be able to simply go through all the challenges successfully. So when you are seeing challenges and you feel like, why me? There is a message in a mess. Praise the Lord. So when we are praying and we think that our prayers will change God, in Malachi chapter 3 verse 6, he said, I am the Lord, I change it not. Hebrew chapter 13 verse 8. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has your love. He has your backing. He has everything you wish. But God does not do things the way you are expecting because he's not a man. He doesn't do it the way you are expecting him to do it. He has his plan. He said, my thought towards you, they are thought of peace and not of, uh, they are thought of good. To bring you to an expected end. There is an expected end in every journey. There is a destination that you are looking towards. We have been talking about change all along from the beginning of the year. It's not about changing God. It's not about changing the society as a whole. When individuals change, society gets better. So change that we are talking about is about our attitude. As we can see the example of Joseph. Attitude. 
What sustained him is the attitude, the discipline, the belief, particularly with the wife of Potiphar. He said, how can I do this thing in the sight of God? He wasn't thinking about any pleasure. He was thinking about how to satisfy God. Praise the Lord, somebody. So I want to quickly just point out some things that you um, may not have been crossing your mind. There are some of us that believe that this is the way I've been, I've been made. And I have to remain like that. There are some of us that have some attitude and we feel like, well, I just discovered myself like that and everybody has to accept me. Is there a possibility for you to modify yourself? The chapter we have been reading constantly says that uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But if you, he said, he continued, that, that I can abase when there is nothing. And in plenty, I can manage very well. So it's not about just that I can do everything. What is everything? Specifically. So that is why I will quickly just tell us this morning that there are four different characters of people. I don't know which one you become or which one is most close to you. And uh, usually uh, is, is a kind of uh, management terms. We have uh, one, what uh, some people we call popular sanguine. And we have two powerful cholerics. We have three peaceful phlegmatics. And the last one is what we call perfect melancholies. They are words just like that. They just term them like that. But I will tell you their characters quickly. And they all have their weaknesses. Why am I going to do that? When you know your character, you will know how to correct any area that you needed to correct. And that is the change we are talking about. It's a research. It's a study that... Human being can be classified under that four. Now we look at choleric. Choleric people are people who are determined. They are quick to hurt. They are fiery. They are energetic. And they are passionate. Do you see yourself like that? You can be very, very, you can be very, very angry. <laughs> Yet you have passion. Eh? You are quick to respond even before somebody says something you already know what you want to answer are there people like that eh? <laughs> and they are very very determined they are go-getters that's a choleric somebody how about a sanguine a sanguine is somebody who is warm-hearted they are loving you see them smiling sometimes they are outgoing they are friendly <laughs> They can be very, very volatile. <laughs> yeah. Volat volatile, but they are optimistic. They believe in the positives. They believe, and they are very, very cheerful. Very, very cheerful. So, before I go too far, I will just want to tell you, those two, what are their weaknesses? What are their weaknesses? A choleric person... Is very very aggressive 
very aggressive, and it can even transfer that aggression to another person. And if you you kind of hate what you kind of like what he hates, he transfers the aggression to you. <laughs> you can imagine somebody who doesn't like somebody uh, or someone, and then somebody he likes now likes <laughs> the person he doesn't like, so he transferred the aggression to him. Just because he does not like the person. Is that a good attribute? Okay. We can see some people in that line. They are impatient. Impatience can destroy. Because you tend to get to the conclusion before the time. You don't wait for the result before you give your own opinion. And most of the time, such can even run ahead of God. You can run ahead of the plan of God for your life because you are impatient. And they are very, very argumentative. They want to prove that they know what they are saying. And sometimes when they are wrong, they still want to prove it just for people to know that they have their own point. They do not easily submit. If you look at that personality and you think that is how I'm capped out, no, you can be better. You can be better by looking at those weaknesses and studying how you can correct them. We started from that and you can see the formation from attitude to forming words to forming action and eventually how it affects our destiny. So, for you to be thinking that somebody has to do something about your life, no. Your life is in your hands. The success you make of your life happens to be in your hands. It's not in the hand of the government. It's not in the hand of your parents. There are some of us that are fathers and mothers. And you feel, oh, they didn't do some things. How about people who do, not, who do not have father or mother? And they succeeded. They succeeded in life. So you are looking for whom to blame all the time. How about you? The sanguines, they are impulsive. They are shameless. <laughs> and they can exaggerate. Okay? And that means they want to uh, kind of simplify things. Even things that are serious. So they want, they want to be uh, some people who can uh, take control or calm people down. What does it mean to be shameless? Somebody who wants to do things that he just said he has to do. It can be shameful, but they will still go through it. I will quickly tell you the last ones. For the plegmatics, they are a kind of people that are relaxed. They are relaxed. They, don't, they are not lazy, but they are somehow lazy. 
If once they sit down, they don't they can sit down in one place and be calling ten people to bring something that is in front of them too. You can imagine you can you can think of such people. <laughs> they are not lazy, they have the strength, but they want to reserve their own strength and use other people's own. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> and they could be kind, sort of. They could be kind. They have a kind hearted and they are very observant. They know when things are changing. Okay? But what are their weaknesses? They are shy. They are shy. They could be very stubborn. And they are actually lazy. Mm. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So, and stubbornness in that attitude is kind of trying to support what they believe. The people that are around you are there because God wants them to make your life better. If you don't relate with them appropriately, you cannot benefit the contribution they have to add to your lives. And that is where stubbornness could put one to jeopardy. When somebody is stubborn and he feels like this is what I know. Every opinion, it is based on only what you know. It was Ford that said that it is not what you know. It is not whom you know, but what you are able to implement. So there are possibilities that you even have some knowledge as potential knowledge. Potential does not solve anything until they are activated every knowledge you have that you do not put into use is a waste but you can't base everything only on what you know the bible says in the multitude of counsel there is what safety safety so people God has given to you, for instance, the church felt like, okay, we're going to help uh, as many newcomers. We want to have them to uh, tax-free clinic. And some people just, oh, no, I don't like that one. I want to go somewhere. It's possible. Because you just, you just, just as it comes into your mind, you want to do some things that will take you far away from people who are close to you. It's an instinct within you. How are you correcting those habits? Your charity must start from home, not from outside. Commitment. Relationship. It has a lot to do with your life. And the final one, the melancholy. They are thoughtful, organized, and creative. They are creative. They are kind of people that, you know, they are perfectionists, so to say. And so because of those kind of character, they could be obsessive. Obsessive. I mean, you know what the obsession is. Uh-huh. Obsession is another level of uh, <laughs> another level of possession. Okay? And they can be moody. 
They can sit in one place and they'll be looking at you. They have all they have to say, but they just they just kind of <laughs> they can be so relaxed and collected like that. So you look at this and you look at how does this fit into my life? Where can I correct in all these areas? Where am I related? Where am I concerned? How can I make a change? A change for the better. A change that will give me a better hope. A change that will give me a better life. And that is the call this morning. For us to be able to thank God, we must be people who are deep thinkers. God is never making mistakes about your life. Where you are today without God, you may never have gotten there. Why not appreciate him to wit to this extent that you are? Rather than a complainant. You are always looking at the ones that have never been done. You are forgetting about the ones that have already you have in your hands. God is careful to make sure that everything works together for the best in your life. Says, say it unto the righteous that it shall be well with him. Righteous, not just in attitude, deep within you, right-minded, right concerns about God, right concerns about people around you. When you are negative thinking, it's not just about your life. People are trying something, all you see is that it cannot work. Why can it not work? You don't know. But that thought is in you. And later, it worked. Oh, that is when, okay, it might work. You now want to change. Why don't you see the positive from the beginning? It's a mindset. You have to change that. So I will quickly just highlight some things and I will be rounding up quickly. And I call them enemies of life. They can concern in any area of the three, of the four that I've highlighted. And mind you, somebody can combine two of those characters that we have mentioned, of the four basics. You can be better. You can be having two of them or have a combination, either of each. But please, there is always an opportunity for you to be better. And that is why you have to maximize every opportunity in your life. What do I say? Maximize opportunities. Don't limit your life. Don't put an embargo to where you can get to. There is always a possibility. But it all depends on what you are seeing. It's depending on how you are seeing things. So number one of the enemies is fear. Fear. It prevents you from seizing opportunities. It tells you all the negative reasons why it cannot be. It keeps you back. Fear. It comes, it flows, and it makes you feel like it is not meant for you. Why is it not meant for you? You will not get the answer. Why is not? The only thing is that you can't do it. That is fear. Fear 
in aspiring, fear in thinking or taking a step, fear in marriage, fear in, the, in any area. You have to learn to conquer it. Ignorance, number two. It prevents you from making good decisions. This is a simple analogy. There are people here or somewhere that when you call their phone, the phone operator will tell you that when after it has rang and is done, he said, uh, this person has not activated his or her voicemail. Please tell him or her to activate. <laughs> Have you, ever, have you ever heard that before? As simple as that is, you don't pay extra for it. But somebody, some people don't understand. That is ignorance. Don't judge everything by your own limit alone. Try to study. Try to develop your life. Try to add knowledge to yourself. Hosea, chapter 6, verse 4. Say, my people ferry for lack of uh, praise the Lord. Hosea 4, 6. Anger. Hunger. It prevents you from seeing clearly. You get annoyed beyond expectation. Beyond what is even happening. Your anger, I mean, when you when you try to balance the way you reacted to a situation, you wonder, which one is greater? I mean, is it the anger you have shown or what actually happened? There are people like that. Excessive anger. You can be angry at people. You, are, you can be angry at your children. Or you can be angry at even, even strangers. Is uncontrolled. They are enemies to life. They can prevent you from getting into the fulfillment that is proposed for you. How about envy? You are envious. You see some people that ah, I can sing more than he's doing, but you are not there. But you are envying. You can sing, but you never you never join choir. Not to even of coming to come and practice, and you I can do better. That is envious. I mean, you, everything that you are looking at is about comparing yourself with the situation. Life is meant for you to study what is good and complement your life, not competing. It's not about competition. You take things that are good and you study how they can complement your life. Not that you want to be competing with everything you see. That is not how you are created. You are a unique person. You are unique the way God has made you. So there is a need for you to be able to appreciate how God has made you and see how you can make, I mean, add value to it. Not diminishing. You cannot be another person. You have your identity. You have your name. You have your blessings. You have everything God has given to you. How about ego? That is number five. Ego. As a husband, you want your word to be the final. Every time. Because you are the husband. 
As a boss, nobody argues with you. Nobody. You are the boss. Thank you so much, Mr. Boss. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It prevents you from learning from others when you think you know all. You can't see the way they are seen. You don't have the time to think about it because you just wanted to do it your own way. My children have corrected me several times. Ah, Daddy, why don't you do it like this? And I followed. Oh, it's even easier than the one I taught. I'm a daddy and they are children. I still follow them. It doesn't matter. It doesn't diminish you. You are adding knowledge. Give opportunities. Doubt. Number six. Doubt. You are doubting. Doubting Thomas. Uh, one of these um, uh, NBC uh, players he says that he loved people to doubt him so much so that that would push him to uh, make them uh, that that would push him to kind of uh, prove them wrong. Prove them wrong. I mean, when you are doubting other people, you are likely to be doubting yourself. You end up doubting yourself. And the time you are taking in actually considering, in that doubting, you have wasted time. Opportunity has passed. Doubt. You need to, you need to be considerate, but not all the time. Everything is, you analyze onto paralysis. Everything, you analyze them. Analysis to paralysis. And by the time you are finished analyzing, all the opportunity, they have already paralyzed. They don't go. I mean, there are some things that are facts. Look at the facts and take your decisions. But doubt will keep you out. Doubt prevents you from believing yourself and taking risk to follow your dreams. How about hate? We have talked about that. Hate prevents you from becoming a better person. Unforgiveness prevents you from living a free person because you carry that hate, that um, wound in your mind. Even the person you, you, are, you have not forgiven does not know. But then, he's right there. And he can turn into a disease. He can even kill. Unforgiveness. Learn to forgive. Lying. Prevent people from trusting you. And the final one, pride. Pride prevents you from seeing and learning from your mistakes. For us to be full of thanksgiving, for us to appreciate God, our attitude has to be modified. That is when you can appreciate all that God has been doing. And then, when you are able to appreciate people around you and relate with them better, better, learning how to get along with people, you are satisfying God. Jesus said, when I was hungry, you gave me food. When I was in prison, you visited me. And they said, when did we do that? He said, as long as you do it for one of these, you have done it for me. Shall we rise on our feet? Lord, lift me up. Let me stand.
is a calling unto higher ground, is a calling unto making a better personality out of our lives. Is a calling unto making the best of who we can be. Let me tell you, there is opportunity up there. There are opportunities when you arise, when you make, when you attempt at going up, there are opportunities. But there are people who can help you there. And that is the calling this morning. That Lord, help me to be a better person, to maximize the gifts that you have in my life. The gifts of people that you have given me. The gifts of where I am located. Because where you are located is where your allocation will meet you. God has located you here for a purpose. The Bible says, give, and it shall be given unto you. Are you just a taker? You are just receiving all the time. You don't have time to consider how you can affect people back. To appreciate God, you must be able to be a person that can change into a better being. So ask God this morning, Lord, help me. In this my journey of life. Help me Lord. Help me I pray. Help me O Lord. In the name of Jesus. Help my journey. Help my understanding. Help my belief. Help my interactions.